Welcome to the rock. Hey everybody, thanks for downloading another episode of the Black and Gold Podcast brought to you by Styles Roofing. For those of you in the greater Charlotte area, just had a little bit of rain, didn't we? So if you're having any roof issues, then there's one number that you need to know that you can text or call to get the best in the business uh, on the phone right away. And that's 704-842-1874. And that is App State Alumnus Billy Styles and Styles Roofing. So again, if you are in the greater Charlotte area and you do need a new roof, uh, you're going to want to work with them. Uh, they have a great website, by the way, a great resource for those that um, want kind of a step-by-step guide on how to file a claim with your insurance, homeowner's insurance provider. That's stylesroof.com, S-T-I-L-E-S, roof.com. And go check them out. Um, and they're happy to come out and take a look at what you got, what your situation is. And when you work with Styles Roof, here's the thing. Uh, you're not going to pay anything up front. Okay, this is not a half up front, half on the back end situation. It is a we're going to get the job done. We're going to do it so well and so quickly that we're not getting paid until the job's done. You're satisfied. That's a pretty sweet deal. They are the best in the business. So like I said, after Hurricane Ian comes through, maybe some people have some roof issues. The perfect time to be proactive and call is now 704-842-1874 for Styles Roofing. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. I'm your host, Alex Johnson, and with me, as always, the world's most famous App State fan. Vote for him, by the way, if you're a Watauga County voter, Big C, Charles Haynes. What's going on, Big C? What's happening, AJ? Um, we excited about this week, man. We've got a, you know, we're getting into October. I think we've yep. mentioned that many times, and yep. um, maybe we can just put September behind us for the time being. And I'd like um, to. You know, I, I know we played in October, like, seriously, like on Saturday, but it, you know, kind of feel like it. I feel like it was just September 31st, although that's not really a date. Um, <laughs> but that's what it felt like to me. I hate when the, the first day of the month's on a Saturday. And then doesn't it knock you off? Like that's just yes, not calendar sense. It just doesn't this doesn't work for me. So yeah. No, I I couldn't agree more. Yeah, the 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 weekend kicking off a month is uh no bueno. I don't like it, especially the first being on. Yeah, totally in agreement with that. Um, and even though the weather felt October-ish, I agree. This is like I feel like now. We're in the meat of true Tober, the true October, um, and we're heading on a on a road trip out of town for a night game down in San Marcos, Texas, and uh, hopefully going to continue to uh, play well here in conference play. Um, got a very special guest, uh, Alex Gray, great friend of the show, uh, has been on several times uh, in the hashtag BGP Mail Satchel segment um, with us. We don't have a special guest for Texas State. Um, uh, we've had in the past the Loco Boco podcast guys. They were unavailable tonight, and we certainly weren't going to delay recording the episode. Um, and and it would have been fun to have those guys, but they weren't available. And um, Charles, you said it. You say it here in the next segment, but just not not a ton of great resources, I guess, that we could find anyway that are just jumping at the bit to talk about Texas State football. Um, so we're just going to have to forego that special guest slot. Um, and double up on our special guest slash hashtag BGP mail satchel sponsorship segment with Boonshine and Blue Deer. They're, just, they're gonna have to play nice. They're gonna have to play so, nice tonight. And that's all yeah. there is to it. Let's 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 take it back here. So I'm trying to remember, you know, but outside of Loco Boco. I mean, we had those guys what two, three, two, three times now? Like, I thought we had that, it twice. Is, I thought okay, so. Twice, maybe 
one other time randomly. I don't know. But we had uh, some journalist from a newspaper yep. who um, was not great. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, it was like, it was like 12 minutes or something. Yeah. It was not, yeah, it, yeah. it was, it was a tough conversation. Did we do Kef that, um, did we do it once? I can't remember. If it was like the, he's kind of like long haired, straight long hair. I don't know. Kind of like a, we did one guy. I'll never forget this. We did the Southern Miss beat writer before that Southern Miss game that got canceled. And he was really kind of eclectic and he was kind of a, He's just cracking jokes left and right. And we're like, oh, this guy's kind of funny. And then we didn't have that game. And then he left like that week to get take another job. <laughs> it's just kind of a kind of an interesting uh, situation. I don't did even we, remember the guy's name. Did we even post that uh that I mean, I know we did the episode because we didn't know it was gonna be canceled. It, we canceled it like, oh, like the next day. No, uh, we posted it. That episode was yeah, absolutely posted post- like we were gonna play it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Southern Miss was still in the throes of developing a plan of how to avoid getting beat by us that year. Yes. Um, I went back and looked at the scores, by the way, of that 2018 team. Holy cow. Some of the – I mean, I think we averaged giving up nine points a game that year. I mean, we gave up a lot of points to Penn State, which kind of skews it a little bit. But um, just a flat out – I mean, 2019 gets a lot of love for, for good reason. 2019 was a great team. 2018 was a disgusting team. That team was so good, um, and they were going to get absolutely – Southern Miss was going to get absolutely smoked by that 2018 app team, oh, yeah. and they knew it, and um, it's all there is to it, Charles. Still still mad about it. Can't wait till we play them again. I, I hate that we missed the Loco guys. I mean, they are certainly passionate about their school, as passionate as they can be for what they've yeah. like turned over. You know what I mean? But not in a delirious way. You know they still yeah. love it, but they also understand who they are and what they've what they've done. They stopped making episodes, though, right? Didn't they stop making I, episodes? Yeah, I, I, that's that's really I mean, tough. It's tough. Like, I get it. Like if if we had to make a podcast every week, and in, in, in every week was like the Jim Fox era, that would. I was be about hard. to say you're going to say it, aren't you? I was like, if we had to do Jim Fox <laughs> basketball episodes for 50 weeks, it would be tough. <laughs> Or or uh, or Billy Jones baseball episodes that would oh, also God. be tough. Yeah, it would be. But thank God we're not uh, in that era right now of um, the, the Jim Fox just the the going all of February without a win. Oh, well, let's talk about the Thursday game. Yeah, we lost by eight. Uh, let's talk about the Saturday game. Oh, we lost by thirteen. Well, let's go get them this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I just described the first basically four seasons of Plago Podcast uh, basketball um, coverage. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know how we got on that topic. Uh, we do have some other sports to talk about before we jump in with AG here. Um, in our Olympic sports coverage this season is brought to you by Z-Box Mattress. Promo code is black and gold. I'm actually I'm actually really surprised how often I get asked that. Like, hey, what's that promo code for Z-Box? Because I'm gonna buy a mattress. What was it? Black and gold is the promo code to get 10% off of your entire purchase. They have pillows, mattresses. Mattresses, mattresses of every size, uh, different firmness levels. It's awesome. I sleep on a Z-Box mattress. I just mentioned this. Um, the week of Labor Day, we were out of town. I was not sleeping in a Z-Box mattress, and I was a little grumpy about it. Um, but I love each and every night. I get a great night's sleep in my Z-Box mattress. So go get one. Promo code black and gold. You're supporting an App State-owned business. Oh, not App State itself, but App State alumni-owned business. Manufactured here in Western North Carolina, delivered directly to your door. 
you won't be sorry you did. Um, so, Charles, let's kick it off here. What sport should we start with first? Let's start with uh, volleyball. I think volleyball always seems to be the one that we um, land on first. Let's let's see if we can just continue that streak. Sure. Um, and we played Coastal twice, Thursday, Friday, 6 o'clock games. Um, and uh, we lost two again, unfortunately. Um, lost both games. Excuse me. Lost Thursday one to three, one sets three, and then lost in five on Friday. Um, the Thursday game was, you know, you play some of these games in a real tight, like a 25 22, and you're literally just like a point or two away of like, you know, making it like a really, really tough match. But um, that's how that first set played out. But in the second set, it was 25 14, and the third set was 25 19. Um, and then and then, then Coastal won 25-17. So, like, we, we went out and won the first set, had that momentum, and they come and, like, take it. Because after the second set, you have an intermission, and it's 1-1 coming out of that, and they just ran with it. We couldn't get to the 20s in those last three sets. Um, so, Coastal steals one from us after we took a, a small lead on, t- on the Friday game. Another – so, this one goes five. And – um, another back and forth. We take the first one, jump out quick. Coastal takes the next two. We respond in the fourth, 25-23, and then it just wasn't there in the fifth. Um, Coastal's 4-0 four, four in Sunbelt play. We were 0-4. They're 12-5 overall. We were 7-8. and eight. So uh, just just a tough night. Um, these girls are getting better. I, I know they are. Um, Coastal out hit us on, on, on the second match. They had 11 uh, more points um, and 11 more kills. There you go. Uh, we we aged them in blocks, uh, but they assisted. So they're they're passing the ball well. They dug the ball better. Always all equaled out just to be about eleven more points over the course of the game, and that was just they're just a better team um, against us. So um, the women will be able to respond. They will play on the road for the next two matches at Georgia State this weekend, um, Thursday, Friday again. The Thursday game will be on ESPN Plus. So uh, tough start to the season in conference play for volleyball. And moving on to uh, ladies soccer, we did mention last week, uh, we did drop one to Marshall uh, in Huntington by a point. A lot of close games for uh, the soccer ladies here. We drop another one to um, James Madison in Harrisonburg. You, did you say it's that we lost by, a, uh, lost by a point? <laughs> a goal, whatever. Come on. Lost by this is America. I could say what I want. <laughs> and but you can also it's also America, and you can get ridiculed for it. Um, are you going to say? <laughs> are you going to say that we lost the football match? Is that what you're going to say? We lost. That's the proper way to say it. I mean, no, it wasn't. A, it was a soccer game. It wasn't a football match. It wasn't a football match. Okay, I know a lot of football European football fans that would object to that, but we'll let it go. We'll let it go. I will. Well, no one. Say, I, I'll get ridiculed for calling it a point. You won't. Well, no one says they like lost by three points in soccer. It sounds like it was like oh, I got lost at the last second. No, you actually got drilled. You actually got beat pretty bad. <laughs> Just having fun. Um, we lost. James, by, we called a goal. Yeah, you lost goal. by a goal. Yeah. Okay, lost, lost by a goal. goal. But it's still. But still, my point stands is that I'm looking through the scores. Well, your goal. It's stands. a bunch of one goal matches that we're losing. It's just. It's keeping it tight. Yeah, we have played a lot of games like that. So, 
Um, but we are now what three, five, and four overall. The yes. and two and two in Sunbelt play. Yes, it's true. We we go also. We actually host Georgia State this um, tomorrow. Oh, not tomorrow Thursday. Host Georgia State Thursday, and then on the road at Georgia Southern on Sunday. Both of those matches are also on the ESPN Plus. Gotcha. And we did go um, to Oxford, Ohio, to play a MAC game, a conference game. Lost two to three in field hockey, and then uh, traveled, I guess, back down or through, not down, through Pennsylvania to play an out of conference match against. Lockhaven, a wrestling powerhouse, by the way, is Lockhaven. And we actually win three to two. Oh no, no, no. This is in boom. Do you, do you have to do you have to drive through Pennsylvania from Oxford, Ohio to get back to Boone? I'm <laughs> no, I messed up. It's in Boone. It's I'm having fun right America now. In Adcock Field. I'm getting absolutely roasted on these Olympic sports right now. I'm getting absolutely <laughs> torched. When's basketball season? I know at least a little bit. I know, you know what a rebound is. I know what a rebound is. I know. Uh, I know it's a point and a three pointer. But um, either way, another actually close victory. But a lot of you know. I guess we've had one game where it's not been, or a couple games where it's not been close. We beat Georgetown five nothing, and then Central Michigan we beat them seven one. But all these other ones have been really close. So we're five and five uh, with a one and two conference record in field hockey. Four and one at home. So we know, we know how to protect our home turf. Or is it grass, AJ? It's turf. I know that. <laughs> I had Brandon and Erica at Cockfield. I know. I know right. it well. So uh, we'll play. The, the ladies will um, get the sticks out on Friday of this week and play Bellarmine at home, and then next Friday versus Longwood, two mat games, um, one game a week for the next couple. There you go. Um, well, that so so we have basketball right around the corner here. Um, I guess this time in a month, I think our first game is on the 7th of November at home at Warren Wilson College. So we'll get some uh, basketball coverage here kicked up. Uh, at least the men's starts at November 7th at World, not at Warren Wilson, but it's at home, Warren Wilson, the home center. So, uh, but nothing really to talk about with uh, basketball. I do, I do know that um, the teams, they love their, their strength coach making some great strides and, and strength. And I got to talk to, uh, the Muse Twins. Um, you know what's funny? So the Muse Twins, I've interacted with them like twice ever, ever. And both times I asked if they were related. And both times they're like, Yeah, we're twins. It's been really, it's been really, oh it's been really interesting. Like, yes, yes, you are. And I hope they hear this too. It's been really funny. The identical twins, like, you guys related? Uh, and then CJ Huntley, they were at the football game, and those guys seem to be uh, in really good shape, feel strong. Um Xavier Brown come back strong, just a lot of confidence on that side, which I'm feeling good about. So, um, but uh, so we're gonna head over to the hashtag. I, I, I don't think I, yeah, I don't think I mentioned this what? since you're talking about basketball. I, what? Yeah. What? Um, so Kearns brought the team by the tailgate um, for the JMU game, and we yeah. had a bunch of ribs. That, if I mentioned this already, I, I hope I didn't. But no, what, great. What, like we had way too many ribs like left over. Um, and luckily the boys came over and like they demolished like a couple of racks. I was, it was great. They were like, and of course it, it's so funny 
Cause like when you meet somebody, like a lot of these guys I met for the first time and, but it was like yeah. super quick. I was like, come on in, come on out. Y'all gotta do. It. And so Kearns is like, Hey guys, this is big C. And, and, and I, th- I heard a couple like, how you doing Mr. Big C? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is this? I was like, and it was just like, thanks big C. And I'm like, I'm over here cutting ribs and like these long, like basketball fingers are like going in. I was like, y'all be careful. I was like, I can't get caught nipping one of y'all over here. I mean, that would be bad. Injured? Why? Got what caught happened? in the rib cutting. Yeah, got caught under Big C's knife at the rib no, table. No, no, no. That's not what they'd say. You, they'd say what happened. They'd say, "Mr. Big C, cut me, cut my hand." <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Big C. That would be that would be bad timing um, for all that. No, yeah, of course, of course, that's really funny. Yeah, uh, when Kearns did that, that was such a cool thing. There's so many good pictures of the basketball team going to different tailgates. Um, just that, uh, just awesome. Just getting more exposure for the dudes and people at tailgates love it. They love interacting with the other athletes from the other sports. Um, I've yet to see um, players not be welcomed, you know, from, from what other, uh, what other, other sport at a tailgate. Uh, so it's good stuff. So I'm glad they, uh, glad they did that. Um, so a couple things to also mention here. Um, if you want to support the show financially and you, you think, hey, these guys, these goobers, Big C and AJ are making these episodes. That's, you know, it's pretty cool. I'd like to support them. What you would do is go to supportbgp.com. And we have actually several people that have signed up um, to support the show. And I want to m- mention them. Stephen Mechanic, blast from the past there. Thank you, Stephen. Chris Foster, Alyssa Romano, Elizabeth Thornburg, River Willis, Paul Sheehan, and uh, Candace Styers, wife of Malcolm Styers, App State Hall of Fame. Malcolm Sires. And so uh, thank you all for uh, supporting the show. That's really awesome. And in the month of October, those that sign up at uh, supportbgp.com will get a complimentary um, 333 Club decal, but also a Holy Mother Meatballs (laughs) decal in honor of uh, Jeff Marson's uh, just really awesome radio call. Um, I actually gave Jeff some, um, like a whole, bunch of those decals on on saturday it's pretty awesome uh and you could go if you if you go to the website to our store on our website blackandgoldpodcast.com you can find a way to buy them there but if you go sign up to support the show supportbgp.com uh you would get a holy mother meatballs <laughs> it's just funny to say that uh decal um and a 333 club decal as well and the 333 club of course is the exclusive facebook page that we have facebook group that we have that you do also have access to. So if you haven't signed up, don't request being there because some of you still do that. Anyway, I uh, wanted to shout out the sponsor for the hashtag BGP mail satchel segment, Boonshine. They rescheduled their Oktoberfest event uh, because it was on October 1st. And we all know that there was kind of a hurricane coming through. And even though they probably could have had it, they wouldn't have rescheduled it. So it'll be October 9th. It'll be this Sunday. There will be games and food and a lot of fun out there. Um, it'll be really awesome. And they also have a new beer. Charles, do you know anything about their new beer here? Because it sounds like something that would be up your alley. Is it is it the Oktoberfest Overlook beer? No. It's called Peak Week. It's called Peak Week. And it's a cranberry orange wheat ale with spices. According to those very high up in the ranks at, at Boonshine, it's fall in a glass. This was like, it was made for, I'm such a sucker for things like that. Like, like I am the I'm the pumpkin fall like let's get out and decorate I, I'm that guy and I don't care everybody can kiss my butt if they don't like that I love it fall the best season 
And so that really piqued my interest. Get see that? It yeah, that's, I interest. heard. Yeah, I you caught like that. that. Yeah. So, so peak what is week, it, what is what is it that that tastes like fall? Is it cranberry wheat? And then what else is there? Is there pumpkin in there, or was it just like you wanted pumpkin to be there, or you're just a sucker for pumpkin? I'm a sucker for anything fall. Like you just say, hey, look, here's this candle. Awesome, I'll take that candle. Uh, cranberry orange wheat ale with spices. That's all he. That's all the description said. Spices. So okay. I didn't see there was no pumpkin mentioned, but I mean they have my attention. You know, it's not uh, anything that I'm going to object to. So go check that out at Boonshine. And again, want to shout out um, Blue Deer Cookie. We're not having a special guest for Texas State this week. Couldn't swing that, but uh, Blue Deer Cookie is awesome. Go check their locations on King Street and Main Street, Blowing Rock, King Street and Boone, uh, downtown Boone, and uh, Main Street and Blowing Rock beside Mellow Mushroom there. Uh, hours of operation, 8 to ten, eight a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 11 to 10 p.m. Um, on Sunday. And it's awesome. Full coffee bar, best coffee in Boone. Great place to go. Get the apple pie snickerdoodle ice cream sandwich and tell them that Big C sent you. Also, I'm going to do this again because it's October. It's election season. This is unsolicited. Big C didn't tell me to do this. But if you're a Watauga County resident and you're registered to vote, vote for Charles Haynes for Superior Clerk Court. Uh, <laughs> clerk of Superior Court is what I meant to say. Charles Haynes, clerk of Lord. Superior Court. Go vote for him. Again, that was unsolicited. He didn't know I was going to say that. But you should go do it because he does a good job. And he knows how much it pains me to say nice things about him. But it's true. You do an awesome job. So go vote for Big C, Charles Haynes at the ballot box. Charles, we already recorded the episode or uh, segment with Alex Gray. Anything else we need to add before jumping into that segment? Well, we need to... Um award a $25 Boonshine gift card oh. or Boonshine BGP hashtag at the home game. So AJ, I don't know. We have a few submissions via Twitter. Uh, so we, ha- we have so it. You got, all right, go ahead. You got things to say. I've already, I've already, I've already given the names. What? <laughs> we have three. We were behind three and I was under pressure and I had to go. I have to, I had to pick for myself. We were behind so three. How, do you, how are you behind three? We've had four home games. We've had four home games. We've only awarded we one. No. Did we award Who'd Brad you? Manning the second one? Yeah, I'm pretty Brad sure. Brad Manning was the second one. And we had the Instagram, the the uh, Minic. Is that right? That no. was the first one. Okay. So we first weren't one. behind three. Right. But so the, so it was it, it was um, Minic. This is Brad. this is for the show. I know. It's not for you to just willy-nilly hand out when you feel like it i'm not willy-nillying it but it's not exactly like we have a flood of submissions <laughs> either so i'm surprised i'm surprised by the by the ones i'm looking at right now that say three days ago on, on twitter i didn't even open instagram yet mm. so who'd you award it to I, now i need to know inquiry minds well so you had made it pretty clear that we need to and no not you i shouldn't say you but we kind of alluded to hey it'd be great if you had a Charles Haynes or might, yeah, Cousy, right? Okay, so that kind of bumps people to the top to shuffle from there. So mm-hmm. then Stephen Pennell, he wins because he submitted one with the Cousy as well. Okay, and then okay. Matt Williams, Matt Williams gets it because he's done several submissions. He has, and and so he, he added his family in there. Matt Williams had to win one, so we've had um, 
So we got three more opportunities. So if people are listening and they have no, uh, no idea what we're talking about, the Boonshine BGP, hashtag Boonshine BGP contest. Basically, you go into Kid Brewer Stadium, you buy a Boonshine product, you take a picture of it in the stadium somehow, which thank you to everybody that's done that so far. They've been great pictures. And you have a chance to win a $25 gift certificate sent directly to you for Boonshine. It's a pretty awesome deal. So those are our winners. And we've done a bad job announcing them, but we are seeing the submissions. Um, so do that. And there are going to be no repeat winners. So if, you, if you've done this, you're not going to win again. So Brad, I know Brad wants to try. Brad Manning, not going to win again. So keep trying, folks, and you'll be in the running for 25 bucks to Boonshine. This is a really interesting season because we got seven games. So we have one more game than we otherwise would have in the regular season mm-hmm. to try to win some. So three more to go. There was, a, uh, next time. there was a very controversial Instagram post um, that would have brought some, some quite. I don't know if you saw it. Did you see it, AJ? No. Uh-uh. What? It, came, it came from something called Appalachian CRE. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, I, and uh, I just wanted to mention this because I think it's hilarious because okay. it came from that account. I think that account may be disqualified. Friends and family benefits, right? Like, certainly. It's pretty cool. sponsor it, benefit. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but if you're going to bring it, this is this is a master post. Like this is the one to model yourself after. So not only did we have Appalachian CRE and James Milner, right? Yeah, post game pod sponsor. Yep, we had Tim Herklotz in there, owner of Boonshine, probably founder of Boonshine. Yeah, it, probably disqualified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. If he needs a gift card to his restaurant that and in brewery, that would be something. Yeah, it would be that would be something else. And then there was another character in there, um, goes by the name of Front Row Joe. But I don't know if, if you can be qualified to win if you didn't post it. It has to be the poster. Okay. The poster has to be it. So front row made a but I mean I gotta say this. Front row made a cameo. He made a cameo, but I got to say props to, I did see, by the way, now that you mention it, um, cause, cause James did tag the Instagram account. Um, <laughs> that was a Aaron judge, like swing for the fences. Um, and I will say he would have been awarded to him if he was, if he was the only person to do it, that'd have been a tip of the cap. Thank you for submitting the hashtag, but, uh, yeah, sponsor privileges or sponsor disqualification had to give it to somebody, <laughs> had to give it to somebody else. Um, but it's a great effort. It's a great effort by James. Um, plus he'll probably just buy up some commercial real estate right around Boonshine and open up his own deal. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows? It's all possible. But, uh, it's all possible. That's right. So, um, yeah. And I noticed a couple, uh, um, a couple other posts on there, um, using the hashtag on our different social media devices. I really appreciate the support for our sponsors. That's always good. It always makes us feel good when um, listeners are using our sponsors, whether it's Z-Box, Boonshine, Blue Deer, whatever. Austin Northern, uh, the owner of, of uh, Blue Deer, said that he's had several people come in because of the podcast and mentioned BGP, which is really, really cool. And it's really – I tell this to Tim Herdklotz, and I've told it to really all our sponsors, but especially like the consumer-facing ones like like Blue Deer and Boonshine. Man, it's easy to plug <laughs> Blue Deer and Boonshine. Those are great oh, yeah. spots. <laughs> yeah. Great spots, you know? <laughs> like, not exactly twisting my arm. 
to talk I mean, about I'll, ice cream sandwich. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, it, correct. Right. I mean, I guess there could be one other. I mean, I don't know. I think there was a good biscuit joint, perhaps. Like, we had like <laughs> just like like Betty's Biscuit food truck. Like, if that was out there, we're looking for you, Betty's Biscuits. Is that yeah. a real thing? Is Betty's Biscuits a real thing? Oh my gosh, that's how you can tell you're a, a foothiller and not a mountainer, right there. You know, Betty's Biscuits food trucks are great. The fried that uh, buttermilk fried chicken biscuit. That does sound mm-hmm. really good, actually. Yeah. Fried chicken biscuit. I'm all over it. Um, but that's it. That's it. That's it for the intro there. Um, another great segment with Alex. We really appreciate Alex Gray for coming back on the show, previewing this uh, Texas State game coming up. Really excited for that. So uh, we'll go ahead and, and toss to that with this hashtag BGP Mail Satchel segment. And, um, yeah, so sit back. Get ready for the soothing sounds of Alex Gray. All right, we're back in hashtag BGP Mail Satchel, and we have one of our all-time favorite guests who – you know, this is like a routine. He's coming back every year, doing episodes with us. Had a great time with him last year. And I don't remember what game he came in for the, the satchel, but we're having him on again. Former App State safety, Alex Gray. What's up, number three? What's up, guys? Uh, once again, I appreciate being here. I always enjoy it. Um, excited for some good questions tonight. We can't promise the quality on the questions. We can't promise that. <laughs> it's we can, we can, Yes. <laughs> We'll go. So for, for right now, we're actually going to start in the 333 club here. Charles is going to get uh, get us going here to see what the people want us to talk about. Okay. First, we'll just go with a comment by Lynn Houston. She says she loves watching football oh, games oh, when oh, he sits oh, behind oh, me. Oh, 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 oh. Lynn is a, a man, not a woman. Did I say – did I say she? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Love went like got all the love in the world for Lynn Houston, but yeah. Hey, look, I, I want let me tell y'all, I've, I've been very busy today. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I, it's okay. I have it's not. Okay. Uh, I've never met Lynn. And I apologize, um, Mr. Lynn. It's okay. And, it's uh, okay. That's all right. He'll stop listening. It's fine. It's no, just no, no, Alex's no. part. I'll just no. just mute me. <laughs> It'll be good. It'll be good. It'll be good. But anyway, he said what, Charles? I'm sorry. That he loves watching football games when Alex Gray sits behind him. Oh okay. man! So, man. well, I, hopefully we'll be able to enjoy a couple more of those. Um, <laughs> I always enjoy them. the the section in which the tickets are. All those are great people. I'm, I, I can't really. I, I'm not good with names, but I appreciate that. Yes, we'll do more more high fives, more uh, more cheers here coming soon. That's right. So, Ag, when you know you've said I. You know, you come to you've come to a few games after you've graduated. What's it yes. like in the stands, like when you sit beside the same people, like like when you know you're going to your section and you're like, I'm yeah. gonna see XYZ, this person, that person. I really honestly haven't gotten used to that portion of it yet. Cause I okay. like the season ticket, you wouldn't I guess I wouldn't think that the same people would buy the same seats every year. And I and it's actually like a cool thing that they do that because you know who you're gonna sit with, you know who if you don't want to, you know if you're not going, you know who to pass them to. So I think it's cool. I'm still getting used to it. Uh, that's why I said I can't really remember um, that gentleman by his name. However, I'm sure we done high fived it up, chest bumped it up. Um, oh yeah, I think that's like that's cool. Like you know, building like a little family vibe as far as buying the tickets, but sitting in the crowd and especially behind the away team, like. That's pretty cool to be able to see like what they got going on um, during the game. So I enjoy that portion for sure. 
I really, I re- I'll, I'll say this during the coastal game last year, um, we almost witnessed a full scale fight in the stands and oh, yeah. AJ was doing a good job doing like uh commentary on what was getting ready to happen. Cause I just kind of <laughs> spaced out. I said, uh Oh, this is going to happen right here. Th- this guy's doing that. I was like, oh, what, what? It was, yeah. it was pretty good. It, it, I was getting the stuff. I was getting the play by play stuff on the field, but also in the stands. It was great. It's just a whole, it's a well-rounded experience. It's just that awareness thing that comes with playing safety. That's, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Minnick, how many other teams have had a quarter when they run one play and it results in a touchdown? I don't, that's like one of the, the wildest parts um, of of that third quarter on Saturday. AJ, you're looking like you don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, what is this? So remember Christian Horns' 80 yard touchdown? Yeah, that was the only play we ran the ball in the entire third quarter. Are you ran serious? Offensive play. Wow, you, you didn't check Brestrillo's timeline. I mean, I didn't. <laughs> Citadel had the ball for 14 minutes and 45 seconds, and still didn't he got, score. He got Holy zero cow. points, had a turnover, and and Bryce drops that beautiful ball in. Christian Horn meets his brother. That <laughs> I've learned. You gotta and love. Then, and then takes it to the house, and that was it. And we get the ball right back to him, and the defense goes back on the field. And that's that's what I think is really key about keeping those shutouts. I think we talked about this in the post game, like how hard that is to keep that shutout intact, especially when you do something like that where you score on one play and all of a sudden, boom, your defense is right back on the field. 100%. That's a grow-up moment. That's a grow you said up a 14-minute drive? No, it was like it was broken up into like a nine-minute and then like a we scored and then like okay. they had another four right after that. Okay, okay. I was about to say, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, they, so, yeah, there was three total possessions in the third quarter. Citadel had two. We had one. Ours lasted a play in 15 seconds. Okay, I need I need to ask uh, AG a question here because um, I think it was 2015. We we threw a couple. We not a couple. I think we had several goose eggs here. We had Howard Old Dominion. Well, I guess it was just two, but I know that goose eggs was that, that was a really big deal for the defense. Oh yeah. Um, 2014 shutting out um, a really horrible Georgia State team that didn't even come out and warm up. Uh, AG, what's the equivalent on defense, like in terms of feeling of throwing a shutout, like on, on offense? Because offense, I think, gets a lot of the the praise because there are points associated with that and touchdowns and stuff. What what's it like throwing a shutout? I guess on the defensive side, what's that feel like? I mean, that's just probably you know everything clicked, everything that we it makes it all worth it. Like throughout that week, everything that you saw, um, we had to play for. We we you know we had a match for everything, so it's. It's like one of the better feelings, especially if that comes with some like turnovers, you know, or maybe even like a turnover for a touchdown. Like those kind of games are really cool. Um, shutouts are, are shutouts are cool. I would think that I mean, I, I guess playing offense, scoring like forty nine. Like I think we played Old Dominion that year it was like forty nine nothing. I think I don't know what's more impressive, the forty nine or the zero. Um, I'm sure if I was like a quarterback and we we're running it up fifty points, like I'm sure that's surreal, but. Uh, I mean, shout-outs, they, they're cool. I, they're better if, to me, if it comes with, like, a couple turnovers, something exciting. Because you can have a shut Like, Georgia State, you might shut them out. That might be a very boring game, like, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, like, if you were to shut out, like, a Georgia Southern, like, that's really exciting. Cause, you know, they're going to put up points. They they might come in with the number one rushing offense. So, I guess mm-hmm. it just depends on who you're playing and, like, the matchup. Um, I um, – just looking at the schedule here, it looks like we – in 2014 and 15 together, had five, five shutouts. That's pretty is sweet. That, is that some Campbell in there or some? That's Cam. You got Campbell and Howard. You got Howard in there. 
Was um, Howard fifty? Was Howard fifty six? And that's what I mean. What I'm saying because like yeah. those games you expect, like a good defense, like what we had, we would expect a shutout. We'd be way more disappointed than we were excited to give up that seven. Okay. If that makes any sense? Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. Campbell was sixty six nothing. That Old Dominion was a forty nine nothing. That did yeah. include a Devin Stringer uh, yes. fumble recovery for a touchdown. He yeah. took the other way. I think yeah, you know, I think Campbell or Howard Doug had a pick six. Okay, I can't remember but, um, which one that was. I think was. it was I think it was Campbell. I think it was Campbell. As he, well. he intercepted a, like um, a slant that south end zone and then came across the entire field. Right. This was like uh, like a slant near the fifty. Or maybe okay. maybe right past the field. It was like it happened okay. quick. He read it. All right. Yeah, it happened quick. Yeah, you're right. So I, I just looked it up here. Um 11, 13 in the second quarter. Middleton, Doug, 52 yard interception. So that hey, was right yeah. in midfield. Yep. I'm thinking of another one. All right, cool. Um I jumped out of the the uh Facebook there. Give me a second. Adam Alex <laughs> Johnson, bump. What you were looking for? I was for? bumping the thread. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'm just messing. Uh, Craig Peterson, <laughs> hope this is the last time we travel to Texas for a while, right? What's the rotation for the West teams to play us? I don't. I don't know if we know anything about that. I haven't. Yeah. I, I wonder. I've I've wondered this too, Greg. If they're doing this like year to year, like you know, you know, like let's have them play somebody kind of tough and then somebody kind of not. But like that's really hard to do because you just yeah. don't know. I mean, how how would you have known last year that Troy was going to be? like much much improved yeah in, in week four yeah um, and how would you know that texas state is you know basically going to get drilled by everybody that's supposed to drill them and you know there'd be a couple like you know no name schools so to speak so i, 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 I yeah I, I think going forward especially with billy napier leaving louisiana it's going to be harder and harder to know exactly who in the west is going to be the formidable opponent um that's going to be tough and i don't know anything about that either about how they're going to set up those i don't know alternate uh, alternating uh, matchups or whatever like for example like at plays louisiana again let's say they play him next year that's not going to have the same you know flares before if they have like a really bad year in my opinion that's just how i think it'll go um but man it's, so go ahead charles no i just say it's interesting how that's going to roll into like your strength of schedule when you everybody plays their division right but then they play two yeah. from the west and um, let's say you get Monroe and Texas State, and then somebody else gets, you know, let's throw it out there, South Alabama and Troy. Yeah. Those are not those are not equal. So no, I don't no, know no. if you know how that how that's going to play into the like some type of strength of schedule. It's not, is it? You just kind of get get what you get. I, you I get what you get. I'm guessing. I th- and and you know, Coastal will end up getting like Texas State and ULM. That's what Coastal <laughs> will end up getting. Southern Miss. Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> Uh, real quick though, while we're talking about Western teams, um, road trips out west, Alex. Go. I mean, they, we're not too far removed from playing in Idaho and at yeah. New Mexico State. To. Yeah. Um, were those were those road trips as bad as we probably think they were? I'm a bad person to ask because I liked. So when we didn't fly, yes, that was terrible. But when we, you know, when we start doing our thing, we were flying everywhere. I, you know, I enjoy being able to go. Okay. What other reason would I be in Idaho? <laughs> you know, and no. to see, like, it's, it's not that impressive of a state. 
but that may have been one of the best questions ever asked here on this podcast. <laughs> what other reason? Um, but like for Texas, I'm, I guess if I was a fan, I, I would. I, I love Austin. I, I liked it when we went last uh, the world, whatever year I was coaching, 2018. Um, I guess it just depends on. I mean, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to travel to Idaho, but I think I would be excited for like Texas or the New Mexico trip was cool. We stayed like right near. I guess we were in El Paso. Yeah, I mean, just like another like I would probably never be in El Paso again. So I, I mean, I like to travel, so I'm the wrong one to ask. No, that no, but I mean, if you're getting on a plane going somewhere, I think I think that's the difference, isn't it? Yeah, like, you're not taking a bus to Louisiana Monroe. You're flying to even if it's Idaho, you're flying. That I think that makes all the difference in the world. Because we used to bus to Southern and we bus to Troy one time, and that was terrible. Troy's a long way. Yeah, that was terrible. I think that has a, a lot to do with why nobody wants to go to the Camellia Bowl again. Is because we all had to like travel to Montgomery, exactly. you know, back to back years, and we're like, man, it's seven hours, and you you lose an hour, you know, yeah, an hour, however you look at it. But I mean, that's a that's a haul. That, yeah, that a was haul. that was uh, AJ. I don't know if you listened to um, the episode I did with with Graham talking about that Troy game in 2014. You talk about busing there and. It was funny to hear Graham say, like when when it when they found out that, hey, we're gonna ride the bus to Troy. It's like, uh oh, <laughs> we're they're not happy with the football team. They're putting us on a bus to right. Troy. <laughs> he said everybody was cheek to cheek, you know. And they tried to instead of doing four buses, maybe they did three and said, all right, everybody double up, <laughs> sit on each other's laps or whatever. Was, that was on the, on the way back. Even like, it was terrible. Mm. Even on the way back, your little you know, victory doesn't make it a little better. It was, even after the win, it was still just like, oh my! It, it was like we stopped like ten times. It was it was terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Okay, bus rides aren't fun. That's what I'm. Okay, <laughs> fine. I accept it. Matthew Johnson, I was shocked seeing how much smaller Citadel was than our guys last week. What was the transition like going from FCS to FBS and seeing the difference in opponent size? Ag, this has got you written all over it. Um. So I always when I answer these questions, it's always the. Uh, the old line and the D line for me, like those are the, the biggest differences. The skill positions usually are around the same. I mean, like Troy might have a running back that might be like, you know, one year they had like a 225 guy. You probably wouldn't see that too often in the FCS, but they had some big guys like Wofford, um, Bryanson. You know, it just like I said, the, the skill positions are, are a wild card. The old line and D line, though, you could definitely tell the difference in programs and for us it helped when we got uh mike seriano he uh he changed our program he got us up to size quicker than we probably would have yeah that was um i said this on the post game but you know my brother you know who just asked the question man siddle comes out of the even out of the tunnel on the far end they come out and it's like woo. And it really, it really wasn't like the beefiness of the, like the thickness or whatever. Yeah, they were all short. They're all really like they're all short, and you yeah. can just tell that even if they were maybe skilled, and even if they you know had some fight in them or whatever. But you just see that they didn't have the length or the, or the height that we typically see. Even mm-hmm. um, and I, I mentioned this on the post game too, and this kind of echoes what you just said. Even playing Elon last year, Elon's offensive line was actually really tall. They're actually, yeah. They actually had some size and, and length to them, which and they were they were they weren't terrible at moving the ball either. Uh, whereas when when you saw both lines of scrimmage, especially offensive line, that they didn't have a lot of length, um, you could just tell it was going to be a long day at the office for them, and it, and it ended up exactly what that was. 
So huge yeah. difference. And with the offense that they're running, they're not – I'm not sure they're recruiting 6'5", 6'6". I'm, I'm sure they would love to have that, but yeah, that's not really sufficient for that. what they run. Yeah. Usually a smaller I'm offense. You, yeah, I mean, as we, as we all get older, we we, we all know that the, the, the taller you are, the less you want to get down, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I mean, if you're a one lineman, I think it's a lot easier to cut and do all those yeah. side blocks and all that instead of someone who's six seven and long and rangy and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. All right, here's a here's a inside joke, obviously, from Tom Lawson, the, the greatest. Um, does he know what stickum is? Oh yeah. Everybody knows what stickum is. Do y'all know right. what stickum is? I don't know. I have no idea what he's talking about. I mean, besides like, you know, if you're playing like baseball or something, you spray the spread stuff on your gloves so you don't lose that's the bat what I'm or, that yeah, that's what I'm thinking the same thing. Okay, that's what we're talking about. That's what like we're, the, like the spray or whatever. Yeah, the spray. We might be missing I'm the hoping, reference. I'm hoping yeah. maybe he has a different stick. We may not know. I'm thinking of because the... everyone thought stickum was like a secret thing, but really everyone did it, so it wasn't really a secret. But, oh, is that like is that I an mean, illegal substance? I'm going to sound really stupid. Is that what you're not supposed <laughs> to have stickum? Um, it's like stickum is something that you know, like you, like you say, you put on the gloves, just give you better grip. So yeah, everybody does that. But it's always at the same time. It's like an inside joke. Like, hey, I got to stick them on my gloves. Like, you're not supposed to have it, but I don't really think it's a big deal, anyways. So, like, even I mean, I can understand like receivers, like you know, want to have stick them. But as a defensive player, what's the advantage? Just having the grip. Like, if you were, if the ball were to come your way, if you were to get your hands on it, you okay. want to make sure you know. Hey, I, I'm a secure. I was going to catch it, but I'm definitely catching now. How many interceptions did you have? Do you know off the top of your head? I don't know what I'm talking about. I think maybe five, six. I had a couple that got called back, so I could have – you maybe shave one or two off well, there. Yeah, they, those don't count. Come on. You can't be doing that. What, no, what, but were they, the were ones, they, I'm talking about ones that counted. No uh, no passing experience. Maybe about five. I think it maybe five or six. Oh, okay. Okay. Were they uh, stick'em influenced? <laughs> they might have been. I, yeah, they might have been. I had one against South Alabama that was like a over-the-shoder. I might have used the extra – like Lakers gorilla glue, <laughs> yeah, like extra stick them on that one for sure. <laughs> right before that drive, like lather me up. That's funny. <laughs> and so, you, hold on a second. What I'm, and it's not like an illegal thing. It's not against the rules. I mean, I don't care if it is or not. I don't believe that it is because it's it's like they use it. It's on the sideline for like oh. tape. You know, it's for like the um the athletic trainers have it. It's like they spray it on your ankle before they pre wrap it. Oh, okay. And it's like a little adhesive little layer right there. Okay. And so no one's – I've never seen or heard of a referee or anything, anybody, you know, like stopping anybody or, or checking anybody's gloves. I think it's just kind of those things where it just kind of is what it is. That's what yeah, it seems like. Yeah, like I said, that, that's like a – it's not really illegal and everyone does it, but you always make it seem like you're sneaking it in type thing. Uh, okay. Okay. It's football, yeah, weird. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. I see. Pre nil <laughs> cash under the table type stuff. Okay. <laughs> I see. All right, uh, Baker Lloyd. Um, y'all take a nap for this one. It eats. It's it's a long winded <laughs> one. Sorry, Baker. It is what it is. Uh, <laughs> Texas State claims to have sold out all of their priority sections. I say whatever that means because he said whatever that means. I say whatever that means because their ticket map still shows tickets available in basically every upper section around the entire stadium. So I guess they sold out the bottom bowl 
and that's an accomplishment. Regardless, <laughs> Texas State isn't used to fans and blackouts. We are. Sure, they have the heat, but we get a blackout, and it's a decent amount of fans. Is Texas State serving up advantages on a plate to us? Good, interesting part. Um, also, Weather Channel says high of 90 in San Marvelous on Saturday. What do you say, Mr. Gray? Will that hurt us? And any personal stories about yourself or others that came to mind from the Texas Heat games? So, um, 90 degrees. Yeah. Was it a big deal? I mean, yeah, it's going to be hot. Uh, I'm sure, I think like with the 90s, you well, with heat like that, not just the 90s, but for going, especially coming from the mountains, we're probably like hydrating. That's probably a key thing this week, hydration. Um, which, you know, you still we, – we would get cramps. Even when we would go to, like, Tennessee, we played in Knoxville. It was way more humid down there than it was in Boone. Um, when we would go to Louisiana and play in those, like, heat games, it would be – you know, you're now we're drinking pickle juice and water. You know, we're hydrating. You know, we're trying to fight those cramps. Um, and, of course, I believe that – but, you know, you'd probably be a little bit more windy. But luckily for us, we have depth. So just maybe rotating a little bit more frequently than normal. Um, to keep the guys from being winded, but we got, we, we got depth at every position. So, yeah, I mean, but hold on a second. We're, I mean, it's not going to be like AM. I mean, AM was. How was it there? Yeah. I mean, How so it'll it be. A&M? It was like uh, the girl on the sideline was doing like an equivalent temperature test or whatever. It was like 105 or something. On, on the, the field. field? or And this is a night, and it's a night game. So, I mean, he heat's not even going to be a. Uh, I don't say it's going to be nothing. Um, I do remember it's maybe this is that, it's just not like critical. We're gonna, you know, we won't we won't die, but they'll be hot out there. There I remember um I think this was after you were gone though, AG. Yeah. Um Bo Nunn saying maybe it's the first time we went down there. Um what was the game, Charles? The game that we almost lost is like AJ made a tackle at the one. Was that two thousand I think it was two thousand seventeen? So AJ was gone. Um uh, was it Bo Bo Nunn yeah. had told us basically that they were out there warming up and they looked across the field. And they're like, Hey, those guys aren't wearing pads or anything. They're just kind of stretching in their t-shirts <laughs> and they were whatever. And they get in the locker room and everyone's like, man, <laughs> we're already gassed. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so the next time we went down there, no pads, no warming up, like none of that. Yeah. They, just, they wore, you know, t-shirts or, or whatever it was. Um, but, but as far as like, so Baker was trying to say that their blackout and the, um, selling out the lower bowl or whatever that is um that's gonna hurt us in some way is that the insinuation that's what he's saying well i I think what you know i saw the tweet that mentioned that they were you know they sold out of priority sections and and i guess they were you know i don't i'm not in tune with what texas state calls their sections of their stadium or what's priority what's non-priority what's student what's non-student all i know is that every time i turn on the texas state game to watch it in the end zone they had their band spread out like crazy and all they got all the i don't know what they call them the sugar cats or whatever they got like 900 like girls who are in like dance gear right and they sit like five to a bleacher and then they space up and they stagger and it looks and they're just trying to take up space you know yeah. what i mean make it look like there's more people there than they actually are mm. using the, using the camera tricks so so i don't know what that means i think this is like their family weekend or something like that and so Perhaps you'll have more people that, I mean, there's a ton of people that go to Texas state. So like, it's not, you know, it's, and they, and their stadium seats 30,000, just like ours, but their 30,000 is actually like 
you know, seats, actual seating. We don't have 30,000 places for tails to go in our stadium. Well, we have 30,000 place, places for them to go, but not just like seats. And so yeah. I don't really know how much of an advantage that is if they're, you know, still showing aluminum or still showing like concrete stands that aren't filled. There's no way. I mean, I've heard so many players. I don't know if I've heard Alex say, I'm sure he'll say it though, that having a full stadium, even if it's on the road, it still kind of gets you jazzed up to hear the roar of the crowd or whatever. Yeah. So I don't see how that's an advantage anyway. Alex can speak to that better than I can. No, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know why they would schedule us for family weekend. You, you're, you're, you're getting an opponent, you know, people <laughs> willing to pay for it. That's what we did for Citadel. We charged $65 for Citadel. <laughs> it sold out. <laughs> Um, you know, they, they schedule us because what's, what's really crazy, you know, so many people talk, we, you know, we make fun of all the time, like Charlotte, like UNC Charlotte, Ooh, they have potential. They have market potential, you know, like 32, 33,000 people go to Charlotte. I mean, it's a huge school. Yeah. Uh, and, and they just don't have football culture. They just don't. And, and so people here know that like, okay, it's kind of a commuter school, kind of like a, kind of a corporate park, suburban, like who cares kind of school. But San Marcos is kind of a cool town. Like it's actually it's a party school, you know. That's it's not in Austin. It's right outside of Austin or whatever. Um, and the fact that in the supposed football, it, Ag, you might disagree. He think uh, you think Gwinnett County is the football capital of the world, but some people think <laughs> some people think Texas is. It is Texas State is like a giant waste. Like that really genuinely could be like the potential that these other programs like Charlotte talk about or even Georgia State. It just feels like it should be because they actually have a campus. They're not in like in the middle of downtown, like Georgia State, mm-hmm. which is, you know, you know, I don't know. Actually, you're from Atlanta. What, what's your take on Georgia State and people that want to go to Georgia State? I, I mean, I can see why you would want to go to Georgia State um, outside of playing sports because, okay, football is one thing, but what else is there going on? Um, but at the same time, you know, I mean, I, I do, you know, like, okay, clubbing and all the other kind of fun stuff that, you know, young kids like to do. Yeah. Um, and they had, I mean, they're up and down. They were on the peak of building something. I mean, I don't know. For me, when I'm deciding where I want to school, go to school, I think it was more on the culture of the program. It wasn't like the amenities of the city. I didn't mind going to app. I knew there was, you know, I know what boom was. Once I visited, you know, I understood, okay, this is boom. This is pretty much it. But I was there for, you know, a reason. So yeah. uh, Charlotte, for, I, I feel like, like I said, they're kind of like a Georgia State. They're up and down with their potential. They play well some seasons, play down some years. And it's like if you guys were to, you know, be a good team, then it would be a cool city to go to school in. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know. So I think what this so comes anyway, down to I, I just, I mean, about Texas State here is that you know you look at their schedule and you, you got to schedule week games for something, right? You got you're playing six home games. Yeah, uh, their first yeah. two was Florida, Florida International, which is you know FIU, no big deal. FCS Houston Christian now, as they're called, uh, they got Southern Miss for homecoming. I, I guess that's you know like most places, homecoming is, is a bigger crowd. But then they're, they close the last two games of the year against um, against Louisiana and against Arkansas State. Um, there's a you know they haven't done anything this year like Texas State to garner like hey people should show up because we think we're good right like or we've sh- we've we've won a game 
we know exactly why these games that this game is sold out. It's because we yeah. beat Texas A&M. Yeah. That, oh, that's yeah. why. Absolutely. And they've never beaten us. And yeah. maybe they think we're vulnerable. But yeah. we, you know, we played a game against James Madison. They played them last week. I, I yeah. you know, so the draw is us. Oh, yeah. That, yes. that, that's that's plain and simple. That's what it is. Um, well, and I think the other part of that is that, like, you know, we have been, you know, the, the team to beat. Like, we are one of the better teams consistently in this conference, right? Absolutely. I just don't think that that Texas State has anybody else in the conference that they can say is like their natural rival. Mm-hmm. No, they don't. I don't think they can say Monroe is. I don't think they can say Louisiana or Arkansas State or any of the schools that are close to them, even the West now. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that they say that we played them. This is this will be the seventh time while we're in conference. Like, why are we? Why have we played them that many years? Seven, <laughs> seven times question. in nine years. Like, <laughs> yet we played South Alabama like four times. You know, yeah. It's it's it's. Yeah, it is. it's just it's right. interesting. I, th- I think it just comes down to us being the draw, really, more than anything. Uh, and certainly, I, I, you know, I, Texas A and M is where they're playing in Alabama this weekend, right? So they're not traveling. They need something to do. A game's in the middle of the afternoon, right? I don't know. I think that's well. You know, it's All funny. Right. Um, you know, with uh, you know, so many of our listeners and you, yourself included, Charles. I mean, we remember buying those road tickets to Wofford. How every every game, you know, they're playing Chattanooga. It's twenty five bucks, right? App State thirty five, forty, <laughs> you know, yeah. forty bucks. You know, same thing with Furman. We, you know, you'd go there and you want to see them play Sanford. It's you know thirty bucks. Well, it's forty five bucks for App State when App State comes down. So that's that's it's nothing. Like- that's nothing different. Um, this is just kind of how it is. The price you pay, and that's the other thing. Like you know, our default position is to talk about these games coming up. But and Alex, you actually experienced this like rubber meeting the road, but we live with the target on our back. I mean, people want to beat App State. Our peers want to beat App State. Um, and that makes every week a threat, right? Like yeah. it or not. Yeah, love it. Yeah. So, all right, I, w- I went, I did the thing that, that Baker told me to do, and uh, there, this, the, the price level for this game is like t- between 20 and 50. And 20 is like general admission. You got lower reserve 25, West reserve 35. But then you have the priority are $50 tickets. And so when you look, you purchase by seats, that's essentially the lower bowl. Yeah. There's, there's low availability in some of these corner sections and stuff like that. But, um, and they say low availability up top. I, you know, but it seems like they're darker. I don't know. It, it medium availability. Um, and those are these $20 general admission seats that nobody wants to sit in. I, I think it's cause it's, I mean, I don't know if the amenity, what the amenities are good down there. Or up there in that area, I've never been in the stadium. Who knows? But it certainly doesn't look like we got a true sellout kind of deal. It's kind of no. For maybe sure. they're just trying to push push for the next thing. Like, hey, if you want tickets, you better get them now. So yeah. it is what it is. Mm-hmm. All right, Scott Rawls. Um, aside from Georgia Southern, who is our biggest conference slash divisional foe? Ooh. Um, what do you think, Alex? And I think, I I think all three of us will have different answers. Yeah, and we're going to have different answers. Um, I'm a I'm a, a younger buck, so I I was unfamiliar with the James Madison situation. Um, I, I I would say Marshall before we just lost to James Madison, but after that loss, I think I would say James Madison because we got that. I I I know they can't wait to go see those guys again. Oh, no doubt, Charles. What do you think? Okay. I'm going to stick to the 
the divisional side of it. If you throw in Georgia Southern away, this to me this is this is easily Marshall. Um, it, yeah, there there's James Madison history, but there's a lot more Marshall history, yeah. uh, and a lot more meaningful Marshall history. Um, the way the way these teams duked it out in the past was incredible. Um, you know, so that, I'm going that way. I don't see anybody else. I I know, I know there's going to be a, a you know an argument for Coastal, but I, it's, I think it's a very bad argument. For Coastal. Yeah, I think I agree. So I'm, I'm, um, I'm Marshall all the way. I, and, and here's the thing. You know what's so funny? Before, by the way, I think it's Marshall as well. Uh, okay. Alex makes a great point. There, there, there is an absolute case to be made for James Madison. And I said on the post game radio segment that we did for Adam that regardless of who won that game on Saturday, that app fans and the players on this team that are coming back next year are going to be dying to go to that game in Harrisonburg next year. They're going to circle it on their calendar, yeah. uh, win or lose. This is, I had a feeling about that game, and it's at. Tell me wrong. Tell me that the guys on that team aren't chomping at the bit for for next year right now, thinking we need oh, to go man. up there and 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 hand them some receipts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no doubt about it. Uh, and if 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 things were swapped a little bit, and had we played James Madison two times already before this year, and we're just playing Marshall for the first time in twenty years, you know, um, coming up, then maybe that answer goes back and forth, right? Maybe it's James Madison before Marshall, but I think us playing them on CBS. Back in 2020, having that absolutely just classic game last yeah. year, it's Marshall. Marshall, you know, it, it's Marshall. And you, it's funny. Um, I remember right around the time the announcement of Marshall and uh, James Madison ODU and all the kind of the rumors going around. People saying, "Well, we, we, basically, app fans, I think, subconsciously, were having a conversation of." we don't need this many rivalries that maybe this is too much. It's almost like it's too good to be true. And no, this will be a re- We don't need Georgia Southern anymore. We don't need, okay, fine. Marshall's the one now in my, my, from my standpoint, it's like, why can't we have it all? Why yeah. can't we have the Georgia Southern rivalry and the Marshall rivalry and the James Madison rivalry and coastal, yeah. if they can be good past Jamie Chadwell, which I don't know if they can or not. That's another thing, but this is the wealth that we've kind of created for ourselves, which is, now going forward, we have some incredible conference games that everybody's going to be dying to go to. Yes. Period. End of story. And mm-hmm. that's that's great. All right, Chip Buckwell. We have a lot of new faces in the defensive backfield this season. Is the fit something that happens with time at the position or player chemistry with the quote unquote front seven? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, time, yeah. I would say yes. Um, we we got some new faces back there, and I remember what, what it was like my first year out there. Everything was moving fast. Um, we'll be much more improved in the years going ahead on the back end. Um, so, yeah, it's going to take some time, time and chemistry, and just going through the processes, taking those, those losses and getting the tough wins. That's what's going to make that better. Yeah. And I, th- I think it's okay to say too that um, that things happen. And I've, I've, this is the dr- same drum I've beat every week that you know cycles are a thing. You know, you go from having a secondary with X number of performers with depth, um, and now maybe we don't have that as much. And by the way, the defense played great. Um, you know, Dex Lawson had that pick in the end zone to to seal the shutout, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, which is awesome. Um, but it kind of is what it is. You know, you got to you, you gotta play with what you got. And I liked what Coach Clark tonight, Charles, was saying. Um, 
about this upcoming recruiting class that we well not upcoming, but this recruiting class we had last year that's now on campus yeah. and how guys like uh, Ethan Johnson are already getting a lot yeah. of playing time and um, how the futures is being set even for, for the defense to continue to sustain what we really have been prided ourselves on really for the last eight seasons. I don't know if Charles heard what I said. He's just tuning me out. No, I, did. I think, I mean, how much of that chemistry, AG, has this really come to come to effect? Like, knowing that who's behind you and and how much that person is, is going to be where he wants you to be and, and vice versa and where you want him to be. Is that is that a, is that a real thing? You don't like on, like on field like knowledge of each other, like how well you know your teammate behind you, how well you know the teammate to the left to the right, and even if they make a mistake, how do you cover that? Like you know that if he's going to miss, he's going to miss here, or he's going to miss there. And see, I I know exactly what you're asking, I, and it's hard to for me to go from a D line to a defensive backfield perspective, but from a DB group. Like me as a safety and having a corner to my side and having a safety to my other side, like I wouldn't, you would know, and it does take chemistry, but that goes through like camping off season as well. It's not like this that games are, are the only time you can build this, but um, yeah, you do know. Like if I had Duck on my side, I knew if he was gonna jump something early, he knew if I was gonna bail on his over the top coverage. You know, like I knew what kind of position AJ was going to have on his defender, so I could help defend, help him on his other side. You know, so like, yeah, that's very important. I'm sure they have that same chemistry on the D line, but I don't know how you would. I couldn't say I was waiting on Blair to get a, a QB's rush so I could get a pick. Like, yeah, you hope that happens, but it's not like that's what I'm depending on. Yeah. Good answer. I like that. I like, I like that too. Um, and then Steve Brooks kind of with a like a follow up. Um, what are the challenges with defensive backs communicating pre-snap and keeping the eye discipline that coach mentioned earlier in the year? Like how hard is that to just watch what you're supposed to watch? <laughs> Not hard at all. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not hard at all. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold yeah, on, hold on, hold yeah, on, yeah, hold on. Yeah, yeah. You, you're so good at keeping it real, AG. Just <laughs> swing that hammer, dude. Come on, I'm going to encourage you. Swing it. I don't know what you mean. Um, I'm, you I, what what I I'm mean. saying is it, it's not hard because that's our discipline is defense. So, like, if that's difficult, then if, if you don't stand a chance. Eye mm. discipline is everything. Like, Got to have it. You ha- Like, yeah, you have to have it. He has so, to. all right, so Paul Sheehan asks, uh, and AJ, we got two left. Um does the the game time affect you like traveling west, seven p.m. start? Does that ha- like do you like that kind of stuff? You, you mentioned you like the travel, but does that like make the day feel like it lasts forever? And you're like always anticipating to do things. I know I've heard it like some players like to sleep. You know, yeah, as much um, as possible for a game. Yeah, that never. I don't believe that really ever affected me. I'm. A, I would if it was a late game, I would take a nap. Um. No, the time never really did anything. It would it would really be like the weather that you were going into. Like, is it gonna be extremely high? And we've been in like forty degrees all week. Like, that'd be something that would affect me. But as far as the the time, no, no. Good deal. All right, and then last thing from Jay Neal. 
Um, this is a question kind of for all of us. Um, we played five games. No two of them have been alike. Yeah. What's going to happen next? You know, <laughs> is, is that a, is that an easy question or is it harder because you're just like, I still don't know. You know, do we still, are we still a little uneasy? Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll just be honest. I, I mean, I am a little bit. I mean, you know, we, we've had, uh, I don't, I don't think we've shown, um, a complete game really. Uh, right. it, 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 well, no, okay. All right. Saturday was a complete game, but I think given our opponent, no offense to former SoCon, you know, foe. Right. But, um, yeah, I'd be, I'd be lying if I said that I, I wasn't kind of on, on my toes a healthy amount. I'm not saying here that I think we're going to lose. I don't think we're going to lose, but do I want to see us put it all together against a, a peer opponent? Even if it's a Texas state, it's certainly better than the Citadel. I'm optimistic, but if, if if I'll be lying if I didn't say in the back of my head, will we be able to do X, Y, and Z well um, to give us confidence then going into the the next week for um, a home game against uh, Georgia State? Um, I don't know. That's that's I'll, I'm just answering honestly. I hope we don't see any crazy. You know, I, I think um, we're, we're getting into a, a time of the schedule where um, we're, we're going to see some more normal things. Right, I agree. Like with that. we know, we yeah. we know what we're going to get into a little bit, and um, like we're going to see, like if, if that makes sense, normal. You know what we're used to seeing, what October is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. We get to go on the road a little bit, right? Like, like we get to get, you know, I think there's some a lot of cohesion that happens in games like that, right? Because it's just you against the world, right? I think a lot of players have said that. Ag is that, yeah. People are just like we like to be the ones that feel like we got nobody on our side except for like a small you know group of fans over here or over there and um so I but I, but I'm looking forward to it I think we're going to really start to round into form I really 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 do yeah I think so too that's what I was going to say I think that um with the crazy start of the season the shakiness and then big win and then you know like a little a uh, a loss that hurts I think that after having that complete game against Citadel. Maybe we found a stride, and then we're going to re-express that this weekend and then, you know, just keep it rolling. That's what I'm looking forward to. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, and um, just to be clear, like, it's just – it's more like like having a kind of a pebble in your shoe for me, kind of like, you know, what's going to happen? Because I do do believe – and actually, I wanted to ask this to Alex as well. uh, Man, for me, September football is just crazy in college, playing a lot of -of out-of-conference games. Do players kind of look at the months like that too? Like our four, our first four games, granted, depending no. on how the skin. No, you guys. So you don't see it. You don't see a difference after the first few games, and you kind of click into motion. No, it's just like it's a week by week, week by week. Because uh, you always are taught not to look too far ahead. I remember right, our right, coaches right. would always mention our like November statistic, and I didn't really catch on to that until like my third or fourth year. Like, why do they keep mentioning November? <laughs> and it's like, I guess we hadn't lost a game in November in like a while. And, um, but no, like we try to do it week by week just because, you know, we are, you know, the, the saying, we want to go one and oh, you know, we want right. to go one and oh this week. So that's just kind of how it is. Like, you know, and right. it, in the season, yeah, it just goes so quick. It's just one week after another. That's right. All right. That's it, AJ from 333. So, uh, I thought I warned you to get, yeah, yeah, to get you excited did. on. Uh, okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Just making sure I didn't forget. You're good. You're good. <laughs> so we've jumped into uh, the hashtag BGP Mail Satchel. Um, hashtag 
on Twitter and Gabius Magnus. He's always uh he's always one throwing something in there. Uh I gotta I gotta bust my man Gabius Maximus here. This dude hashtag black and gold podcast <laughs> did not use the hashtag whatsoever. Yeah, and I yeah. had to. He's a loyal, he's a loyal listener of years and years. So I had to hit him with a what in the world kind of hashtag are you using? <laughs> he, ta- he tagged our account too. So I was like, what is that? And he's like, okay, whoops. Maybe so did he, that on purpose? Or no, no. He definitely he, did not do that on purpose. <laughs> okay. He did at Black and Gold Pod, hashtag Black and Gold Podcast. So I had to give him a little, you know, that's just the benefit of the doubt for a longtime listener there. But he, <laughs> he submit the right uh, hashtag here. But he he uh, asked, I think, a, a good question. I'm actually curious to know what Alex thinks about this. Okay. said, uh, can people suggest in the postgame presser that the constant rotation of running backs sometimes makes it harder to get into a rhythm on the field? Uh, probably not surprising to anyone who's played the game. Is the trade-off of fresh legs worth it? Alex, man, I'd love your feedback on that. I think mm-hmm. it's very interesting. I, I agree. Oh, I, I definitely agree. I, ha- I had the benefit of – being like the pro- the only free safety we had, we had we had a rotation at the other position, um, and yeah, I, I especially for Cam because Cam's like a workhorse. You know, the more carries he gets, usually the better he is. So if he's doing a carry here, coming out for a few, um, I can see why to him he would feel like he would be do better with more consecutive carries. But then we got Nate, and you know, we have a history of having at least two or three backs. Um, but at the same time, as far as, as far as freshness, I like the rotation. But I do understand him as far as getting into a rhythm of the game. Yes, it, that would be difficult. Yeah, that'd be very difficult to to keep going in and out. Um, yeah. Uh, Gabe but, also mentions here, um, AG, that uh, and this was true. This is how I remember it. Um, Marcus Cox. Yeah. It used to take Marcus a little bit to get warmed up, and it just felt like once Marcus's once that glass was tipped over. He was he was good. He was picking up mm-hmm. yards left and right. That's kind of what that felt like. Yeah, and um, he had the luxury of maybe getting like thirty carries a game, twenty twenty five. You know, yeah. Before we really had someone else established. Yeah. Once we got those established backs behind them, Jalen Moore, Ricky Ferguson, uh, whoever we have had behind them, um, we started seeing that kind of split up a little bit. Then we have multiple hundred yard rushers. You know, um. And like even Nate and Nate and Cam, they'll both go off every now and then together at the yeah. same time. Sometimes one of them dominates, and the other one has a quieter game. Yeah, um, but I, I agree with I agree with Cam. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's, like I said, it's tough. You know, that's part of the team thing. So it's yeah. tough. It is tough. That's a that's an interesting balance that I guess a coordinator has to strike too. Um, yeah. Okay, so today I give my all. Asks uh, can. Caleb Sperlin make the trip to San Marcos. He needs to add a couple more touchdowns to his collection. Who's the next lineman with great hands and carry their tradition? Is there some? Is there something about San Marcos and Caleb Sperlin that I'm missing here, or is he? Just, is this just a random comment about Sperlin, Charles? Is there something related to him in Texas State, or just is this a comment about a lineman catching touchdowns? He must have caught a touchdown. At I think Texas he. State. Yeah, I think he had a game where he caught one. Um, yep. I don't know if I, I didn't know that it was Texas State. We had one of those cloudy games that was a really odd game. I think it was a 38 to 7 game where it was like kind of like close at half. And that might have been his like first touchdown. Maybe his first touchdown. I don't know. Um, yeah. It'll make me search for it now. 
because I have to know. <laughs> Charles, to you know. can't you can't resist. He can't resist like the 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 data tease of uh, <laughs> the statistic being out there that he doesn't know. Um, so I, so Sperlin, obviously, you know, to me, it seemed like he played other positions in high school because they definitely did throw to him a couple times, and um, he he has some. T- I think he scored three or four touchdowns, I guess, in college. Um, man, I'm not familiar with the hand skills of anybody else on the defensive line. As far as like, if I had to pick one of our defensive linemen to be able to, to, to throw to, I guess I'd, I'd get one of those rushers. I'd get Nick Hampton maybe. Um, I don't know if I'd go. With, I love Jordan Earl ambassador of the Flagler <laughs> podcast, but I don't know if I'm throwing it to Jordan. <laughs> Big Earl. All right, here we go. Here we go. I found it. Okay. November 7th, 2020, uh, three Mountaineers grabbed their first career touchdowns on Saturday in the 38-17 win. Caleb Sperlin, Miller Gibbs, and Brendan Harrington. Brendan yeah. Harrington. Pick six. There you okay. go. At, at Texas State. Okay. Very cool. Awesome. There you go. Well, they, then uh, today I gave my all. Better memory than uh, offhand than, uh, than me or Charles. Until it, it's, hard, it's hard to – like those 2020 games were a blur to me. Like, yeah, they were. We were so much other things going on, and we were worried about. Like, we were worried about our offense that year. You know. Yep. Yeah, that was that was kind of a frustrating year. Um, Taylor Swift was the first year, I guess. Dale Jones came back. The defense had a had a great season, but um, the Tony Peterson year, the Tony Peterson year on offense, where Zach had his third offensive coordinator in as many years. So um, mm-hmm. it's rough, rough deal. Uh, Brand Proc says, uh, with our reputation of being giant killers within the college football world, I get the feeling that P5 programs want to avoid scheduling app in the future. Oh, really? Uh, I've, <laughs> I've, I've noticed it's happened with Boise State. Do you think this will happen to app? It has happened to app. It has happened. It has happened to app. App is in a position, Charles, tell, tell me what you think about this where a school like NC State would benefit more because they're not a true blue blood. If they beat App, it actually means something for them a little bit. It's a quality for them. They yeah, should. should. Um, but there's very little upside unless you are Georgia, Clemson, supposedly Texas A&M uh, for um, scheduling App. It's just – there's a ton of schools right now that just want – this is why Mac Brown said when um, – at the presser before his first season 2019 about playing App State, he's like, I would have never scheduled them. Like if I had been head coach here when that contract was signed, I would have never done it. Uh, well, there's a reason for that uh, because because of what we do. No, this is an a- absolute thing. Um, it was it was torture for Jay Sutton to, ha- to try to schedule out-of-conference games back when he was here, even in the Southern Conference when we were – winning national championships it's hard because the trade-off especially coming to boone because it's hard it's hard to win here um we've proven i think with miami and chapel hill it's not hard to get here it's not hard to accommodate in boone but i mean what's the upside so an nc state can do it wake forest can do it because at the end of the day they would benefit from it but once you get to that next tier in between like the nc states and like clemson and even Clemson's not what Clemson was. Like, Clemson's not Deshaun Watson, Clemson, right now. Um, even that's kind of tough. So, Charles, what do you think about that? You know, 
as far as scheduling, you know, what did Coach Clark say a couple weeks ago? It's like, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I I, yeah, I get that. I think that's the best way to look at it. I agree. I mean, do, do you want to treat your fans do you, to to um, a good game? Do you want our fans to travel to your place? And if if we're still trying to, you know, just keep it, what was it, east of the Mississippi kind of a deal? Yeah. It, it certainly is a why not. You know, why can't we go play Memphis, right? Why can't we go play UCF or Cincy? Yeah. You know, if, yeah. if, they're, if they want to be somebody, you know, they can't just sit there and you know, rely on their newfound conference and say that, oh, we're in the Big 12. You know, this will give us avenues to things we haven't been able to achieve before. Well, not if you're going to go play the nobodies, you know, in, in non-conference play. So do you want full stands? Do you want people <clears> buying, <throat> you know, drinks and, and doing all that and concessions and buying gear? And, you know, I just think it's healthy. It's healthy for the sport to have oh. compelling games. Oh, dude, make no mistake. I'm on that camp. Yeah. But we also are talking about an industry that is absolutely just completely backwards that where Pitt and West Virginia hadn't played in forever. And they just announced that Oklahoma and Oklahoma State won't play each other when they absolutely could. They absolutely could work that out. If they wanted to, they to. should. Yeah. They no, I hundred percent they should. Yeah. So and, and go ahead. It's just it's just kind of like, oh, we're not. Like, but why not? Yeah. I just don't understand. I, yeah, I totally agree. Why you can't. Like if you you know, you want to it's because you're insane. You, you're, if you want to have cross divisionals <laughs> that are permanent, then you can have non-conference that are template. You know, somewhat permanent. You don't. Have, yeah. Maybe you don't have to play every year, but like just Regular. go out there and say, you know what, we're gonna and over the next ten years we're gonna play six times. You know, or the next twelve years we're gonna play six times. It doesn't have to be every year. It could be every other year. And in 2019, we're going to their place. 2021, they're coming to our place, and yeah. so on down the line. You know, it, it's, it still gives opportunities for the other schools. It's not like you're completely shutting out the opportunity to schedule other schools because you just want to play that, you know, that kind of game. That yeah. Whatever it may be, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, et cetera. Uh, so I wanted to ask Alex this on this topic because, you know, so many players in general know so many peers and other places or whatever. You especially, you've name dropped some some very diverse group of players from the highest mm-hmm. level to wherever else. Uh, what do you guys talk about when you when you talk to your buddies that are at other programs? Is there like, hey man, we'd love to play you, or no, nah, we don't want to play them? Or like, wh- what's that attitude? Do you see most regularly? Um, as far as like uh, just like out of conference play, yeah. Um, we. To us, it's more of like the surprise of when they when they roll out the schedule and say, "Oh, in a couple of years, y'all are playing Georgia," or yeah. like when you sign to that school, you know that like I knew we were we had Georgia coming up, and um, you know, like so like that's that's really exciting to think about. Like, yeah, so I'm from Georgia. I know that hey, in two years, we're coming back to play UGA. Um, most most of my friends played. I had a lot of friends that played like on the same level, like um, not Power Five, but. Group of five. So one of my best friends played at Louisiana. <clears throat> we played him. I think we played him back to back years. Um, this is before we did the conference championship. Um, so like as far as us, we go is just like a lot of trash talk. Like, hey, we're gonna, you know, we're coming down to, we're coming down there. We're gonna beat y'all. And it's like a little, our little mix up. It's just between us two. Uh, I didn't have any friends that played at like UGA or Clemson. Uh, I know Devin Stringer. Him and Deshaun Watson are really good friends. So he'd be a good person to ask something like that too. But Okay. I was always the, just when I we would look forward to the schedule. You knew who you had like over the years, and you just be like, okay, you know, 
at the end of this summer camp, we going to Michigan or we're going to Clemson. Um, and I always thought it was weird when we played like a Howard type team first and then went and played like a Clemson. I, ne- I never liked that, but I like when we played like a the big school first and then we play like that, that warm up game to kind of get the season started. Okay. So that was actually a big topic that, that started the season because, um, UNC did the opposite. They played Florida A&M, then they played us. We started with UNC, so that's an mm-hmm. a, that's an interesting um, preference. I hadn't yeah. really heard that one before. Um, okay, Philip Lingafelt wants to know who is the most underrated player on our roster. That's a great question, Charles. I who do you saw think? that one on Twitter. Well, what do you think, Ag? What do you think? I've been thinking about this all day. <laughs> okay, who is it? <laughs> I still don't know if I have a because uh, there's some guys that I don't know that I yeah. see make plays. Um, underrated. I, I think a guy I don't know underrated. I don't know if underrated is the word, maybe, but someone that I think has been a um, surprise contributor um, for a good part of the season has been Jalen McLeod. He's come up and in, in played really, really well in spots where. That wasn't necessarily someone you would have pegged to be a huge playmaker at linebacker just because he hadn't played a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that's someone that I think's done a, a, a really a really good job. Um, I don't think you could – so what's coming to my mind is not necessarily underrated as much as kind of like – We don't know him. We don't know him. Too. Like I was thinking like Christian Horn. Like Christian yeah. Horn's made some great plays this year, but at this point he's not underrated. Charles, we couldn't call him underrated at this point. But he's just unassuming. Unass- okay, because he's so it's so, he's so new to the 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 spot on the team, mm-hmm. the number mm-hmm. one. So what is what is his stats right now? I think I looked it up earlier. I think so. He has like we played five games. He has fourteen catches. That's that's a few, but it's not that fourteen catches doesn't lead the team. Yeah, uh, but he has four touchdowns, four touchdowns, five touchdowns. That leads the team. Yeah. And he has 350-some-plus yards, give or take. I mean, if I'm getting this right, there's someone to double-check me. That leads the team. Yeah. It's, it's So how do you how do you lose a guy? Like, how do you lose the Hail Mary situation? Who Who's going into that? And then how do you lose, you know, how do you let somebody run for 80? Right? Yeah. And in the plays he's made, he, he's, he takes advantage of every opportunity so much. And I just don't think he gets – Appropriate credit. Yeah, I don't know now. I don't know if he's a. I don't know if he's a guy that can like go catch five or six passes a game, but he's always there. Like even though he's not targeted, he's always ready. Mm -hmm. Can you remember a pass he dropped? No, Mm. not no, not right now. What were you going to say, AJ? Oh no, I was just saying I like the way that he described that. I don't know. As, as far as the most underrated or my my pick, I might be biased. I like uh, Kaden Robinson. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I feel like if they got him the ball, he making plays. Yeah, he is. You know, Absolutely. when when two has the ball in his hands, he's he's made a play. Whether it's a nice over the shoulder catch, uh, you saw yeah. the UNC game. He key block uh, on the hail mary. Um, yep. But you could say at about twenty two. Yeah, um, seventeen. But I think yeah. Ab Nation knows seventeen a little bit more. Um, but he's a baller. Like I'm a big, I'm a big Deshaun Davis fan. I like, 
I think he's a guy that if like no one was healthy and we said we're going to throw you the ball 18 times a day, yeah, he would be, he'd be like, I'm going to go catch 14 of them at least. And I don't yeah. care where you put me, I'm going to go find that ball. Absolutely. And I don't know if he, if, he, if he presents that way, but for some reason I believe in 17 so much. Yes. And I, and I almost think that we don't throw him the ball because we, we're going to use him at some point. Like that's We know that's point. coming. We're going to have a 17 game. That's going to be like one of those old Henny games where he's like, all right, Henny, you're getting the ball 12 times. You're going to get your ribs cracked several times, but yeah. go in there and catch it, stick to it, get some first downs and make it happen. Yeah. And he has that just slight, like, I don't he know if I mentioned be this Marcus before. Williams. So yeah, there you go. I, I let me. I mean, this is not the same body, but like, if you want to go deep, deep, and like go like Devon Folks, like I don't know if he has the same handles on like the basketball court that Devon Folks would do. Devon Folks could play. <laughs> he can play point guard for at basketball. I'm gonna tell you this right now, dude could ball. <laughs> but he has that same like, I play bigger than my body is. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. He, the way he, I love big. the way he. I love the no, he's not. He's actually a small guy. I love the way he gets up from the field when he gets tackled he gets up with a ton of energy and it's not like this i feel like some of these guys you get up kind of smoothly and they kind of like whatever i don't think i've seen deshaun get up slowly he just spurts up like he's ready to catch the next one and um i agree charles i think i think it's i think it's a great point i will say also i'll tack on to this um a lot more tight end play going into this season i think uh it's hard to say that henry pearson is underrated but I think he and Miller Gibbs and Miller Gibbs. he even even Eli Wilson uh, had a big catch on on Saturday. Um, I'll throw Miller Gibbs. In. Miller Gibbs has had a really good career at App State, slowly yeah. but surely. He's he's been kind of rolling for him. Start off as a walk on, um, and he's become quite a quite a good player. Him and him and Henry there at the tight end position. Um, I like that question. I, I think I think those are all all solid submissions there. Maybe Deshaun. Maybe Deshaun Davis. Maybe seven. The only reason I wasn't gonna say him is because I feel like he has took that, you know, like he's our receiver. And then we got the rest of the guys that we're kind of unfamiliar with. But I, I like I like the shot. I will say that that big, that deep threat playmaker role, I think, has been filled by Caden, though, um, in a way that I wasn't really expecting. Like that kind of maybe not Jalen, but maybe like that Corey. You know that deep threat. I'm gonna go over top. I'm gonna outrun somebody. I'm gonna make a big contested catch. Caden's done that several times this year. Um, and I, I wish that, like, I remember the volume in which they were feeding that to Corey. Like, they were kind of trying to tilt that towards Caden. I think he would do really well. I remember Corey would just go off. Like, yeah, have crazy games. I think we, I think we got those kind of receivers still. Um, I agree. That's actually a, a tremendous asset that we have, even though we've mm-hmm. lost a lot. That's been this has been the most. I I can't. Re, I don't think I've can remember a time where we've lost so much production and really not have a had a drop off in production. Right. Um, we lost a ton of talent, but then it, they've just really picked back up. Um, great chemistry with Chase. Just really awesome stuff. Love to mm-hmm. see it. Well, this is this is it for the the Twitter um, hashtag BGP Mail Satchel submission here. This is it. There is the last one from Brad Workman here. Uh, one glaring number I notice is the lack of interceptions this season compared to years past. Is that the missing piece? To me, defense feels good, but not quite what I expect from an app defense. Uh, Charles, I want to know what you say first because I really want to hear what Alex says to to kind of cap off his thoughts as the expert here. In this, all right, 
Re- re- repeat that real quick, AJ. I, it's I, okay. I, I have I, a lot of it. No, no. One glaring number I notice is the lack of interceptions this season compared to years past. Is that the missing piece? To me, the defense feels good, but not quite what I expect from an app defense. Mm. I, I'm, I don't know, man. I'm going to have to disagree here on this. Um, we haven't played those teams yet, in my opinion, like that are going to cre- create those opportunities for us. I, I just don't think we've there yet. We're, 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 we're going to see like teams that think they can pass here soon. Like this weekend, like Lane, like Lane Hatcher has six picks, right? He's thrown six picks in four <laughs> games. All right. So it's coming. Darren Granger. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, that dude is going to throw a pick like he did last year. Um, it, those games are coming. I I I I just kind of I you know, it, it may have not happened yet, but you know, specifically. But I, I I'm seriously I seriously don't think that that this you know that that it's a, it's a lack of at this point. It's a lack of to this point, maybe. But man, those, those things usually come in bunches. I think. And I think we're going to get some quarterbacks who are a little loose with the ball here soon and will give us those opportunities. I'll say one thing for AG jumps in here. One funny thing about football that I appreciate, it's kind of frustrating though. Like you Mm -hmm. you can look um, like a major league baseball team. And if you have nobody on the team that hits 20 home runs, you know that that's not a very good team. Like you just know, like nobody on that team hit 20 home runs. All right. That's not a good team. I don't have to know what their win loss is. I know they're not a good team. Football's a little different because I feel like, like for like a pick six, for example, um, we could have zero pick sixes this year, and that I don't think that's an indication of whether or not the defense was good. Right. Uh, football is just kind of a weird sport like that. I feel um, tackles maybe, but then that depends on how many possessions. It just it's kind of a weird sport. Um, so I want I just wanted to kind of that's been my observation over the years is just that you really can't look at the stat sheet and say, oh wow, because you you can go through a stretch like. You know, many teams do. They they play light at a conference. They play whatever, blah, blah, blah. And they, they rack up a bunch of stats. But that didn't mean that they capitalized on the tough games they needed to win to, like, be competitive in conference or whatever. But anyway, AG, go go ahead. What, what do you think? Um, I think that uh, we've had the luxury of, like, leading the nation in interceptions for, like, or at least being in the top five for, like, a couple of years. So um, having this year where we're not getting those interceptions, and just as I hear you, Big C, but we used to get picks versus Clemson. We would get a pick versus UGA. We would get a pick versus Miami. So, like, I thought we've had opportunities to get some. Um, and taking turning the ball over, if you ask any office coordinator or any defensive coordinator, that's, like, the, the biggest game decider, turnovers. Um, yeah. You get those turnovers that those like, that's what that's what beats those big teams and that's what you know kind of seals those games that gets you those shutouts as well. So I do feel like um, it's hard for me to say they come in bunches, but I do feel like um, we've had some opportunities and I feel like we're still going to have a great number of interceptions. I don't think we'll I don't know if we'll have I don't know if this would be one of those years where we're in like twenty five or anything like that, but. Um, it does make a difference. Um, we can get our hands on a few more balls. We can, you know, secure them and take the ball away, put the ball back in Chase's hands. Uh, we're going to see a, a big difference in some App State football um, once we start collecting those interceptions. Do and y'all come- remember? Do y'all remember there was a time where we couldn't ever fall on a fumble? Like yeah. we couldn't. 
Like we like we could get the ball loose, but we just couldn't land on it. And yeah, I know we have two. Uh, but but like you know, and, and that's and that's certainly court toward the bottom third of, of FBS by by a lot. I just I just think it's coming, man. I really do. Um and I, and I know I know turnovers are important, but it, and certainly they are, but you know, we've got some we've, we've that Troy guys can get open, right? Those dudes I know to get open. The Carolina receivers, you know, they they had their opportunities as well. I think we played some good teams, you know. Yeah. I think we played some good teams, and um, yeah, I, I think they're coming. I, I don't, I don't, I predict we won't end up in the bottom third of FBS and in interceptions this year. I just, I just don't think so. Cool. That's a good point. So what else, Ag? What what do we got? We're wrapping up the show here. We actually, you know, it's funny. We don't have a guest to talk about Texas State. We thought the Loco Boco guys from uh, the Texas State podcast could come on, but they're all like <laughs> watching volleyball games or something. I don't know what they're doing. They're, they're not available, but um, what's, what, what else, what else do we want to talk about? What do we need to talk about? What do you think about apps team? What, just whatever else you got in your mind before we wrap up here. Um, I'm not, I, I don't know too much about Texas state this year. I, don't, I wouldn't imagine they're doing very well. Um, when we played them, they were historically not one of the better teams in the conference. Um, so I'm expecting us to, you know, handle business down there this weekend for sure. Um, the team, I'm proud of those guys. They're fighting. I know it's tough right now with such a roller coaster start to the season, but I, I believe that they're in those practices and those locker rooms getting together, that they're having those dinners, you know, DB group, running back group, so on. So, and they're locking it in, um, for the fans. I think that we can look forward to, you know, we got some exciting games coming up still, um, but we, we, I feel like we're gonna have a good, good, in, good mid end of the season. You know, I, I do feel like we're in some good hands. Where everything's going in the right direction. I know the JMU was kind of uh, that one hurt. That was tough to swallow, but sometimes you need those, you know, to kind of restructure, reshape, refocus. So hopefully that's what that that purpose was served with that loss, mm-hmm. and hopefully we don't got to look back to any of those. Um, man, you know, I don't have any. Thing in particular that I have that I just want to speak fine. on, but you know, that's like I said, I'm, I'm proud of the guys, and like I said, for everyone else, I feel like we we got some upside to look forward to for the rest of the year. Yeah, amen, amen. Well, good deal. Well, this is it, um, Charles. Anything else before we uh, sign off here? This is a true end of the podcast, and no nothing else. End of the road here. Usually, we don't end with the um, we don't usually end with the hashtag BGP mail satchel, but we're doing it now. Anything else we need to drop in there? I don't think so. This is what we got. I know it's it's hard finding somebody interested in Texas State football this year. <laughs> uh, I, I looked up one uh, one newspaper and I clicked on an article and I couldn't even get like one of those free articles. You know what I'm saying? To like to like read to see. It. Like if you don't want me to read the first one, then I guess there ain't much else to talk about. <laughs> right, right. Well, um, as you mentioned earlier, kind of combine these episodes of uh i'm combining sponsors or segments here um this special guest segment supposed to be uh sponsored by a blue deer cookie which i don't know alex have you have you taken king to uh blue deer yet has that been something that you've done not yet i i'm i'm new to blue deer i've, I've seen the guys what's well, new blue deer is not like some long-standing thing blue deer is kind of new so you have an excuse yeah I, I'm, I'm still an app state cooking cold guy so i gotta switch over and go try those guys. 
because I know they're great. I've seen them. I'm gonna like, edit. I'm gonna edit that part out. Don't worry. About <laughs> we'll do a little bleep in action right there. Yeah, right? I, haven't, I haven't. I haven't had the luxury of the, uh, the blue deer, but I see a lot of guys, you know, with the nils and everything. So they got to yeah. be good. Got to be good. They are good. No, they're awesome. Um, I was recommended, and I'll recommend to our listeners. The uh, apple pie snickerdoodle ice cream sandwich at Blue Deer. Full coffee bar. Best coffee in Boone. Um, really great place to hang out. Um, anytime I'm down there, filled with uh, students, their laptops out and their coffees and their whatever's they got going on. Go check them out downtown um, Boone uh, on Main Street right there beside Mellow Mushroom right there. It's a really great spot. It was went to Mellow Mushroom after the Citadel game, and it was full. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of coffee. A lot of coffee after that game. And, uh, of course, on King Street, check them out uh, Monday through Saturday from 8 to 10. And then uh, on Sunday from 11 to 10. Um, it's a great place, great spot. And we're thankful that they are sponsoring our special guest segment, even though we don't have a, a special dedicated guest. Of course, Alex, you're a special guest, of course. But uh, oh, well, this is a different type of segment. You're, <laughs> you're, you're not even a special guest anymore. You're, you're a semi-regular here. So, yeah, I'm here. Um, Yearly contracts. <laughs> hold on a second i didn't sign it careful with that comment. but anyway so we're gonna drop it so until um so until our episode covering what happens in the texas state game and hopefully you have good news go apps go apps